What is going on, beautiful people? I am Lee Hammock, the diagnosed self-aware narcissist known as mental illness, and welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. This is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice. Are you another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people in the therapy like myself, and also validate the victims, survivors, and thrivers of said disorder, said toxic people, said toxic traits. Today's episode is going to be about how some narcissists and toxic people live vicariously through specific children through the golden child and whatnot so for before we hop into today's episode y'all hop over to amazon check out my self-love journal lee hammock i love me a self-love journal is designed to help you rebuild this rebuild their self-love their self-worth and their identity during before during or after a toxic relationship dynamic so narcissistic people living vicariously through their kids happens all the time y'all not through they don't live vicariously through every kid but through the golden child, the child that, that they lavish the praise on, the child that they probably see, the child that reflects back the, the best qualities in that narcissistic person, the narcissistic person, the narcissist, the toxic parent or whatever, could very well live vicariously through that child. You know, trying to get that child to complete the goals and tasks that they never could complete themselves, trying to get that child to do this, to do certain things that they wanted for themselves. It's just like a little, literally, 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 literally like a little version of themselves. And it happens all the time. Yeah, it literally happens all the time in this dynamic and in this space where a narcissistic person will just pour all their resources into specific children, typically the golden child. And just try to force them to do things that they want them to do. Not the kid might not even want to do it, but sometimes the kids do it to make the parent happy. You know what I mean? The kids do it to make to keep the parent happy. The kids do it to keep the parent, you know, um, you know, to stay in that parent's good graces, good graces, especially if the parent if they realize that that parent is toxic and always on edge of possibly discarding them. Or if they have a brother or sister that is the scapegoat child that gets, that gets the brunt, that gets the bad side of the narcissistic person typically, you know, if they see that happening, they don't want to do that. So they will allow, sometimes they will allow passage for the narcissistic person to live vicariously through them because they fear getting discarded. They fear getting treated badly like their brother or sister or their siblings and whatnot. You know what I mean? So that happens quite a bit in, you know, when you are dealing with a narcissistic parent, you know, especially I say, especially the golden child, the scapegoat typically doesn't, yeah, they don't, sometimes the scapegoat child doesn't get discarded and treated terribly. They just don't get treated as good as the golden child. The golden child is like, you know, gets a big, you know, it's kind of like the golden child gets a bigger helping. If you were serving, the, you know, if you had a big turkey or a big chicken, a rotisserie chicken, right? The golden child would get would get his would get served first, and then the, the scapegoat child still gets to eat, but he gets to eat what the golden child has the golden children has left over. Like they didn't eat this, so here you here you go here eat up. Make sure you get full scapegoat child. You know what I mean? And that can right there. And, and when they do that, 
it can create a weird. I mean, I'm not saying the brothers and sisters or sisters, the siblings hate each other, but sometimes they can create a weird dynamic between between siblings. They they end up competing for that parent's love and affection and whatnot. Well, the scapegoat child will try their hardest to live vicariously to allow the parent to live vicariously through them. You know, they see the other child getting all the attention, getting all the praise, getting all the, you know, the love and adore, getting adored and stuff like that. So they start trying to do stuff that they might not even want to do. Let's just say the easiest thing is sports, y'all. The easiest thing for me to talk about is sports. Um, so let's say the toxic parent was good at basketball, but didn't make it that far. But they have a golden child that they see, hey, you just like me. You have the talent. But I, I'm going to push you. I had nobody to push me. So they push that. They push that talk. They push that golden child to the limit. Even though the golden child might like football, might like baseball, might like some other sport, but they don't want to do the other sports because the parent wants them to play basketball. But you have the other other children, the scapegoat children, that might not even like basketball either, or they might actually love basketball and want to get the attention of the, of the of their parent. So they start playing basketball and they're really good at it. Sometimes they might be even better than the golden child. But hey, it doesn't sometimes it doesn't look that way, y'all. I'm just telling you, it works out it works out very, very differently in toxic relationships with narcissistic people, especially when it's your parent. You know, because you want to make your parents happy. I know a lot of kids out there who grow up, you know, wanting to make their parents proud and whatnot. You want to make your parent proud and all this other good stuff. So we when you want to make them proud you work hard, you know, you do what they want you to do. You try to listen to them and whatnot. Um, even sometimes if they give you bad advice, even sometimes if they're pushing you past your limit, even sometimes if they're forcing you, maybe not physically forcing you, but, you know, emotionally, mentally forcing you to do things that you don't want to do just to kind of keep their attention, you know? So that, that happens quite a bit, y'all. And in the mind of a narcissistic person, they are, you know, they are happy when, you know, their golden child or the, the kids that they're pouring their attention to, the kids that they're living vicariously through, they're happy when they're doing well, you know, because they can take credit for that. They can get supply from their kids doing well, if you think about it, in that space right there in that dynamic. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You can take credit for the, you know, for the kids doing well. You absolutely can. You know what I mean? You can take credit for the kid. Like, if my kid is doing well and I'm the gold and I'm, I'm the parent and I'm pouring all this time, effort, energy, and money to them, yeah, I can take credit for that. I can get supply. Whose kid is that out there? Who's number, who's number six is dad or mom or whatever? He's like, oh, that's me. That's mine. Sometimes you don't even say it out loud. You're just like, yeah, everybody looking at my kid. Everybody looking at my kid. But if the golden child who is getting lived vicariously through uh, does not is not performing well or not doing well or is not reflecting back the qualities that the narcissistic parent wants them to reflect back, they can they do stand to stand the, uh, the risk of getting getting discarded as well though y'all you can i think you can be downgraded in the life of a narcissistic parent where you can go from golden child to scapegoat and the scapegoat might can get you know might get a promotion in the you know the hierarchy of the narcissistic parent's life you know you're actually doing pretty good whereas your brother or sister is not very good at this you know they missed the first spelling word like a spelling bee or something like that you're you're your oh your parent was a a grandmaster spelling bee champion 
and you 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 misspell onomatopoeia on the first try. So you know you're no longer the golden child. You brought great shame to that narcissistic person because when they when narcissistic parents are living vicariously through you, when you experience shame or you experience failure, they experience it more. You see what I'm saying? They exp- just the same way they get good supply from you performing well. They experience shame and get negative feedback, you know, and criticism, and feel like they get personally attacked when you don't do well. Because it's, if I, especially if I've been pouring time, effort, energy, money into you, and you're not doing well, that annoys me. You know what I mean? That's super annoying to me. Like you, you just bought instead of giving me the supply that I need, you bought me shame instead. So sometimes, yeah, if you do that, I mean, sometimes it's a one strike you out rule. But sometimes, if you do that too many times to a narcissistic person, they will, I mean, they will discard you. You know, some of them, like I said, some of them you get, you get one strike and you're out. But some of them, you, you know, it, it goes on and on and on. You know, it's a very unique space to be in, a very unique dynamic to be in, which is why I tell people, I just like, if you're dealing with a narcissistic co-parent, toxic parent, whatever, you have to, like I said, just be very wary of how they're treating your children. You know, in all ways, you have to talk to your kids. You have to, you have to maintain a good, strong emotional connection with your kids because they can easily be swayed from, especially if you got a narcissistic uh, ex-parent or if you parented with them, and if you're still married to them or y'all co-parent or whatever. If they have resources, yeah, and they're in, in the, <clears throat> your child could gravitate towards wanting to be with that parent more. You know, because they want to make their kid, pr- they want to make their pr- parent proud and whatnot. So they might gravitate to want to be around that parent a little bit more than they want to be around you. And I'm just telling you, I know from experience that they can suck. You know what I mean? They can suck for you as a parent when you're when you're when you know you're dealing with you have a narcissistic uh, co-parent or partner or a spouse, and your child is attached to them. It can suck for you. It really can suck for you in this space in this dynamic. So I just tell people, I tell a lot of people, just be very, very careful in these situations. You don't, like I said, if you're a narcissistic person that live living vicariously through your kids, you got to chill out with that, y'all. Because kids deserve, you know, your, our children deserve to grow up better than us, first of all. But they, all, they also deserve the chance to have their own identity. If they, if they like basketball and you were great at basketball, then so be it. But if they don't want to do basketball and you're forcing them to do it, that is kind of abusive. There's some toxic, possibly abusive behaviors in that scenario right there. So you have to be, you know, you have to take it, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt sometimes, you know, because some of, the, some of these narcissistic parents will absolutely set you back and try to set you off, you know. But that's the way it goes sometimes, y'all, in these types of relationship dynamics, in these types of relationship spaces. Like narcissistic parents, yeah, some of them will absolutely treat their kids good as long as their kids are doing good, you know. But like I said, if you bring shame to your parent, they're going to bring shame. They're going to take it out on you. They're going to let you know that you brought shame to them, and then they're going to make you feel it. You know what I mean? So you have to be very, very weary when you're dealing with toxic, narcissistic parents. Y'all, if you're a kid being raised by a toxic parent and they're living vicariously through you, just be careful. Just like I said, don't be afraid. Like it's hard for me. Don't be. It's hard for me to say don't be afraid to to be yourself because they might take it out on you. They might if you're in college trying to st- if they are a doctor. And they want you to be a doctor, but you really want to be a lawyer or something like that, or an astronaut or something like that. And if you drop out there, if you change majors, they'll threaten to cut out. They might cut off your finances. You, you, you see what I'm saying? If you're old enough to watch this video and think your parents are living vicariously through you, you know you might be old enough to set some boundaries on them. But also, you know, just think, just think carefully, make a plan. I'm not telling you to cut your parent off, y'all. I'm just saying, make a plan. If they, if you are doing something that you really don't want to do. Just understand you get one life to live and you don't necessarily want to live it, spend it living somebody else's life. You mean, 
Don't let your life be a do-over for your parent. You see what I'm saying? Don't let don't let that happen, y'all. But anyway, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. Like I said, if you haven't, you have it on Amazon. Go over there and grab this self-love journal, I Love Me, a self-love journal by Lee Hammock. Um, link is in the description. You li- if you're listening to this on the podcast, hit that five stars for me, y'all. Anyways, y'all, like and subscribe for more mental illnesses out. Peace.